you're invited to explore cypress swamps and magical gardens and float along the rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. Plan your journey at visitmississippi.org slash outdooradventure. Mississippi, wanderers welcome. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Welcome in. It's the Mile High Huddle Podcast. I'm Chad Jensen. That's Zach Kelberman. You know him. You love him. Zach, we learned this morning, unfortunately, after a report that the team yesterday feared a serious injury as far as Javante Williams. We learned he's done for the year. Multiple ligaments were torn in that injury in his right knee. He's done for the year. I want your gut reaction on that. Then we'll get to Gregory. Then we'll get to Russell Wilson. Just feels like another one of those years. And I don't know what it is, but the injury bug, Chad, just won't let up on this Broncos team, specifically the ACLs. And I had a tweet that's going off right now on, on Twitter, obviously. Notable Broncos ACL tears since 2019, so three years. Bradley Chubb, Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick, Javante Williams. That's notable. That's not all ACL tears. Demarie Crockett, the running back, is also in there as well. So it stands to reason what's more. What is going on in Denver? Is it something with their training regimen? Is it something with the strength and conditioning staff? Is it just plain bad luck? We don't believe in coincidence, but this black cloud finally reached Javante, and I feel so bad, not only because he's lost for this season, but he has LCL damage in addition to his ACL and also the posterior corner ligament, whatever that is. Could be a case where he never gets back to prior four. We might have seen the best of Pookie in only two years. What a horrible revelation. And he's, pardon me, Zach's not just trying to be a black cloud on that. There's a tweet going around. I think I retweeted it. There's, it's out there that shows the uh, statistical probabilities of players coming back from that to reach quote unquote previous form. It's not good when you have that uh, combination of ligament tears in your knee sam bam jumping in early with the super chat very generous thank you sam love you big dog he says prayers up for pookie so sad and unfortunate that the broncos had another season ending injury i can't help but think that all these season enders are more than just bad luck i saw an interesting tweet uh on that topic zach and sam for what it's worth i forgive me i can't remember who it was kyle kyle whoever kyle is on twitter okay uh kyle said that uh, this is like payback for the Broncos. I'll, fi- I'll find it, but launched something to the effect of the Broncos uh, had to borrow, right, to win Super Bowl 50. So, like, a, if you imagine the football gods were like, all right, we'll allow you to win Super Bowl 50 at this price, but you currently don't have that much. We'll loan you the money, thus you can win Super Bowl 50, but – we're going to pay back in the interest. It's going to take some time, Zach. And we're still living in those days of where the interest is due. That's called selling your soul to the devil. And yes. that's, you know, I don't know if John Howay cut that deal or not, but man, 
What is going on? And I, I didn't even talk about the other injuries. How about Von Miller with that freak foot, you know, mm. in a couple of years ago? It's been one thing after another, and it seems like, you know, I'm not ready to throw in the towel on the season, but the Williams injury really complicates the offense. That was a foundational piece in that backfield for Russell Wilson to lean on. You take him away, who do you have? The fumbler and Mike Boone, and who? Divine Zigbo being called up from the practice squad. It's just a major downgrade in all facets. Then you talk about Randy Gregory is out two to six weeks. Simmons is still on IR. Uh, they have problems with the run defense. They have problems with their inside linebackers in terms of like production and, and competency. It seems like the season's veering a little off the tracks right now. I will say that. My optimism is waning, Chad. I tried. I hung in there for longer than anyone thought with the optimistic posture. Now I'm reverting to the mean, which is a little more skeptical. Yeah, I want to get to some of these names uh, the Broncos could look at, but Scott reminded me the the proper verbiage here that when we talk about you borrowed to win Super Bowl 50, now you're paying the big, baby. It's the big. Tony Soprano would be proud of you right now, Scott, pulling that out of your hat, dude. Well done, big dog. Zach, um, before we fully turn to Gregory and Russell Wilson's injuries, respectively, this is an article. We, we, we touched on a few of these names last night, but this was an article from Eric Trickle. Literally, as the final gun sounded, he was pounding out this article yesterday. Five running backs the Broncos could look at uh, that are practice squad guys on other teams, meaning if the Broncos wanted to sign them to their active roster, they could be had. Philip Lindsay obviously rises to the top. He uh, made some news today, Zach, by liking a bunch of Broncos official Twitter tweets, right? Twitter tweets, Broncos official Twitter tweets uh, on the subject of running backs and Melvin Gordon fumbling. And so it's almost like he's orienting himself toward Denver going, I'm still here, y'all. Hey, so there's Philip Lindsay. All right, there's Tevin Coleman, who is a proven outside zone guy. Devontae Freeman, all right. Caleb Huntley, who had himself a, a day uh, in relief on Sunday for the Falcons. And then last but not least is Tyler Goodson of the Green Bay Packers. So any of those names, not only two-pronged questions, Zach, do any of those names sound good to you where you would want to see them? And also, re reasonably speaking, do the Broncos want any of those guys? I don't think so. I mean, Devontae Freeman washed, Tevin Coleman washed, you know, the other guys are mid. I think even Melvin Gordon would be better than some of those guys on that list. Philip Lindsay, though, you have to wonder, you said, hey, I'm still here. You ever think he's thinking, oh, you want me now? You kick me to the curb, but now you want me when, you know, you suffer an injury and you have a fumbler that took over my carries. If I'm Philip, I'm staying in Indianapolis. I'm sticking it to the Broncos on Thursday. But we'll see what happens there. One guy that I did throw out that called to mind right away, and no, I see some comments for AD, Adrian Peterson. Nah, talk about washed. I don't want him on the Broncos. Alex Collins, the former Seahawks running back. He's a free agent still. He played with Russ in Seattle. He can pass catch. He can run block. I can. He can run. He can block and pass pro. So that's one guy. But it's slim pickings at this stage of the offseason. Running backs, they say they're a dime a dozen, but the, the dozen that's out there are all has-beens as, as far as I'm concerned. Scott is re, uh, reminding us Caleb Huntley was signed to the Falcons 53 today. So after Patterson went on IR, so he's off the board unless you wanted to trade, but no one's doing that. Zach, Randy Gregory, on one hand, you, you kind of exhale and you start thanking the football gods. It's not a season ender, but he has to have his knee scoped. ACL's intact based on all their, uh, you know, the MRI and all that stuff. 
but he needs to have a knee scope. And so he's going to be out at least a couple weeks. What are the, um, what's the impact of that on this defense? It's huge. If you noticed when Randy Gregory went out yesterday, Bradley Chubb became way less effective. I mean, that's the perfect bookend for someone like Bradley Chubb who needs that attention on the other side. But it is intriguing, you know, that we'll see more of Baron Browning at outside linebacker. He'll probably start there with Cooper rotating in. And also Nick Benito. This was a guy that you and I shook our heads like this. Why would the Broncos draft him? In hindsight, it's working into their advantage now with Gregory out. But he has to really start getting going here. You're a second-round draft pick. You were the first pick after the Russell Wilson trade, and you've done squat so far through four games. Gregory's injury should at least open that door, though I will say it's like losing Cortland Sutton on offense for Javante Williams. There's no one at outside linebacker who can do what Gregory was bringing to the table. It's a huge loss. It sucks. Garth Knight with a super chat. Thank you, Garth. Uh, channeling his inner REM. Shout out to the Georgia OGs of college radio saying, gentlemen, it's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine. I enjoyed our time together. Haha. T's and P's. Thoughts and prayers, of course, to Pookie. Honestly, though, he's trying to end this on a positive note, and I can dig this. All right. Let's keep hope alive for Thursday night football. Zach, we're still kind of Jacob Foster the silent one. You demand, bro. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate those stars and you being with us night after night, big dog. We're still kind of reveling in the loss in the aftermath of week four. But um, I guess if you were looking for an opponent that. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Is kind of prime for a rebound type of game. Could you find much, much better than the Colts right now? I mean, they're talk about a reeling squad. Yeah, this is good for the Broncos in the sense if they want to put the Raiders loss behind them, they have a quick turnaround for Thursday night. And they're taking on a Colts team that was like the Raiders. They're on the edge right now. Jim Ursay is pissed off in Indianapolis with the losing. Uh, the Titans beat them yesterday, and they're with Matt Ryan. Not a good operation, as I figured they would be. But what works in the Broncos' favor, uh, Jonathan Taylor banged up. He might not play. He has an ankle Shaquille Leonard, which is still weird to say he's out with a concussion. That's two of two of the best players on the on the Colts roster, the two best players that it probably won't play on Thursday. The Broncos have to have this one. I know it's weird to say a must-win game in week five, but this is a must-win. They cannot afford to have that devastating loss. And I, I don't use that word lightly to the Raiders, and then follow it up prime time against the Colts, a beat-up team, an inferior team as far as I'm concerned. They have to have this one. So it's a good thing in a sense. Scott, as we grab the Duchess here, there's a Chad Beach at 610 on Facebook. I want to I want to grab. I just pulled the article. The Duchess, who she needs no more further introduction. She is her her reputation precedes her. Everyone knows the Duchess. She says, I am so 
That's four O's and so distraught. Can't we get a break? Heard on the radio that we should trade for Kareem Hunt, LOL. Broncos don't want any, or Browns, pardon me, don't want anything we got, and we have no draft picks. RIP Broncos. So she's taking, Zach, a very myopic view of things. Uh, I, I don't blame people for, for feeling the way you feel right now, all right? But I do want to throw this in, okay? Eventually, the losses become, and by losses, I mean personnel losses, too much to overcome and still be a competitive squad. But if Russell Wilson is really a franchise quarterback, you can overcome those things, okay? I hate to keep drawing parallels to the Peyton Manning era because I get it. This is not the Peyton Manning era. But we're talking about, top-shelf quarterbacks, 2013, even though that offense, Zach, was like best of all time, 606 points and everything, by rights, they shouldn't have gone the distance to the Super Bowl through the AFC gauntlet because their injury list was a who's who of key players on defense. Von Miller, Chris Harris Jr., uh, Kevin Vickerson. It's been so long now, Super Bowl 48, that time has dimmed my memory of it. But they were missing, what was it, five or six starters on defense when they took on the Seahawks in that game. So my point being that, hey, is Russell Wilson the tide that raises all ships or not? Is he that franchise quarterback that elevates less than ideal situations around him? We're fixing to find out, to quote Gary Kubiak, Zach, then we'll grab Chad. It's less than ideal when your head coach and OC is struggling going through things. Your offensive line can't pass, protect, or run block. You lost your best running back. You lost your number two receiver. You're throwing to Kendall Hinton and Eric Saubert. I'm giving Russell Wilson a little more leeway than I am the rest of the team. You know, I think he played really well yesterday. He accounted for 20 of the Broncos, 23 points, probably his best game uh, all told. So he can't do everything. To quote Giselle, he can't run the ball, pass the ball, catch the ball and block for himself. I think he'll be okay, but he needs some help for sure. Um, I think Michaela is taking a realistic view, though. Kareem Hunt is criminally, no pun intended, underrated as a running back. I'd love to have him in the Broncos' backfield, but she's right. Cleveland wouldn't want anything the Broncos have, and they can't afford to give up any more draft compensation. Chad says, Pookie's injury, same one that Terrell Davis had, is it not? So I had to remind myself here. EJ also jumping in with a super chat. Thank you, EJ, saying ACL, MCL, PCL, an unhappy triad. The only player I know that came back from that was Willis McGahee, and it took him two years. So the injury, yeah, uh, this is an old article, all right, from the Baltimore Sun. Terrell Davis tore his ACL, MCL, and then also suffered cartilage damage in his knee. So I don't know that if it's a perfect apples to apples uh, comparison, but yeah, this lays it out quite well. What EJ said um, for Chad beach in particular here, it's a trio of injuries in one that has some pretty, it's a, it's a pretty uh, deflating harbinger for that player's future outlook. And it's just unfortunate that uh, Pookie got lit up on that play and Max Crosby was untouched. You know, he just came flying in, hit Pookie low, and uh, unfortunate. I hope we see the same Williams that we saw the last year and a half. But, you know, when you have the that threesome kind of injury, ligament damage, when you have to rely on cutting and planting and changing direction, it's, it's going to be tough. So I wouldn't be surprised if he opens next season on PUP or IR because uh, he suffered it in October. You know, and it's going to take a while for him to come back from that. It just sucks, man. I hate it. It did, it did take McGahee a while, but I want to give you guys some hope here. He did bounce back. 
came to Denver, provided a thousand yard rushing season with Tebow. And then the 2012 season, so Manning's first year here, he was the RB1 and didn't quite get to a thousand that year, but there's hope. Let's, you know, he's already proven, Javante Williams, that when it comes to human beings, he's an outlier. Let's hope he can continue to defy the odds. Phil, thanks, buddy. Good to see you. Good evening, he says. Chad, Zach, and Deacon Scott, we got to get a new running back. I've given up on Gordon. Go Broncos. Hashtag MHH for life. Love that, dude. Thank you, Phil. Um, well, look, I'm grasping at straws here. So what I'm about to tell you, keep that in mind when it comes to Gordon. I'm grasping at straws. But if the focus, I mean, when he exited the podium early and cut his presser off yesterday in tears, the question from the fans, uh, Andrew Mason, that triggered him saying, ah, to hell with this, was, hey, to paraphrase Mason, you told us earlier that you really, ball security was an emphasis for you all week long. You really repped and practiced ball security. Then you fumble on your first carry of the game. You know, what? how does that make you feel, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, overcome and he leaves so maybe zach the broncos this is just an idea again grasping at straws maybe they need to do some reverse psychology here and stop focusing so much on hey melvin don't forget hey are your shoes tied are your shoes tied are your shoes tied start telling him things like hey melvin you're so smart i bet you probably understand like you know how shoes are made i bet you could probably construct a shoe for us because you're so smart and talented and special I'm not saying tie your shoes, but you're a special, special boy. Something to that effect. So build his confidence. You're the man. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not in the business of excuse-making or hand-holding. You're an NFL running back with almost a decade of experience. You have one job to hold on to the football, and you just can't do that. Four fumbles is a enough for a season or even two for, for most running backs, and he has four and four games. I, I don't know why he's so protected by the media and by the fan base. If this was Drew Locke, and it was Drew Locke actually last couple years, throwing a pick every game, he was crucified. He was crucified when he threw an incompletion. But Melvin Gordon literally fumbles games away and people are saying, oh, don't be so hard on him. He feels bad. He's in tears. He should be in tears. You have one job and you're screwing the team. You're costing the team victories. You're not good enough. That's why you were sat down. That's why you were replaced for Pookie in the first place. He gets one carry when he comes into the game. And what does he do? He turns it over. No, he needs some tough love, Chad, not some handholding. It's either you show up or get shipped out. Learn to do this with a ball. Hold on to it. Tape it to your freaking helmet if you have to, but just don't fumble it. It really is as simple as that. I am so tired of the Melvin Gordon coddling in Broncos country. Scott, if you can cue that video up for that last question, if you can get it cued to that point and then just throw it on, dude, when it's ready to go. Naj, love uh, you, big dog. Just gotta Check be this better, out. Man. You know. Check this out. So this was the question. Uh, I just got to do better. Melvin, you mentioned a couple of days ago that you were doing extra work on uh, ball security on the practice field. So, like, how frustrating is it that, you know, you put the extra work in and it still happens? Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy-efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. 
Get started with rebates and discover what energy efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. At Golden Harvest, our best skill is knowing how to listen. From our Gold Series soybean and game-changing corn portfolios to our expert insights housed in the Illuminate Digital Agronomy Platform, everything we offer is an answer to what we've heard from you. This is how we listen. Copyright 2021 Syngenta. The trademarks or service marks used herein are the property of a Syngenta Group company. All other trademarks are the property of their respective owners. I'm out. Maybe he didn't put the extra work in. Why not answer the question? I mean, why would you walk off? Imagine if that was any other Broncos player, Chad. I'm not going to say number three of the last number three, I mean, but most other players will get crucified for that, for walking off, for shedding tears after you fouled up the game and then walking off the podium. That's not taking accountability. I don't care that he has tears. Be better. It's really as simple as that. Naj, love you, big dog. Thank you for the generosity. Helping us keep the lights on here at MHH. Two nights in a row just throwing down. He says the Broncos must learn how to overcome adversity and win. Sorry, I missed that first part. That's pretty important, too. Russ is helping with that. This is the opportunity for Gordon to rewrite his legacy and the team to obliterate that loser culture. I firmly believe it will happen. Again, I love the positivity. I do. It's too early to go complete black comedy here. It, by black meaning like your gallows humor where you're just like trying to find humor in the tragedy. We're not to that point yet, guys. This week four, we're, in, we're now entering week five. Broncos are at two and two. Some preventable losses. And you can go, well, because they were preventable, that shows us that, you know, this thing's going to fly off the tracks at any given moment. Or you could look at it like because they were preventable, if the Broncos can tweak here, tweak there, maybe they'll be able to prevent in the future and win those games instead of losing. Uh, EJ says, also, how many starters versus backups or practice squad O-linemen does Denver have under contract? Four starters are backups anywhere else in the league, and their backups can't beat them out. Why are these guys, are any of these guys paid that's a subject i want to get to here in a second all right well we'll just talk about it. you can fix i think zach a large swath of the broncos o-line problems by making one personnel change and that is you sit down lloyd cushionberry for good zos like he he's been a bottom five center all his nfl career he's probably right now actually the last guy he's the worst center in the nfl and so if you study the all 22 Eric Trickle talked about this in his grades article today. You see that both Dalton Reisner and Graham Glasgow, who was playing in place of the starter Quinn Miners at right guard, their individual play, Zach, is suffering because they're not only trying to do their jobs, but they're trying to keep one of their eyes on Cushenberry and also helping him too much to where it's, it's just having this trickle-down snowball effect in a big, bad way. So if you move Glasgow to center, you sit down Cushenberry, Miners should be about ready to go. I think you would see, regardless of what happens at right tackle, I think you would see a market improvement. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Uh, if the Broncos can go back in time as well, another thing they can do is draft a right tackle. I mean, that would be nice to, to burn one one singular draft pick on a tackle, something they they haven't done in years. Pretty much since I've been on the Broncos beat, they've ignored that position with the exception, exception of Garrett Bowles, who's a left tackle that's where it's catching up to them. Two positions they've neglected for too long, right tackle and inside linebacker. And you're starting to see it come out and hurt the team more week after week after week. There's not one lineman, bowls included. We talked about this on the radio today. There's not one lineman you can hang your hat on. Not one. They are all playing 
bad right now. And worse off, there's no one waiting in the wings. There's no one on the bench right now that you can be excited about. When that's Luke Wattenberg or Natani Muti, oh, man, that's not good. Alonzo, thank you, buddy, for that generous super chat. He says, we need to release Gordon and sign literally anyone else. What do you guys think we should do about the Randy Gregory sitch? So with Randy Gregory, the only hope here is that either Baron Browning and or Nick Benito rise to the occasion. You know, throw Jonathan Cooper in for good measure. Aaron Patrick, he's concussed. So you just got to hope that two guys who over the last two seasons you invested premium round draft picks in can, in this opportunity, it comes from like so many opportunities, Zach, that are created in the NFL. They come by way of a injury to someone ahead of them at, on the depth chart. This is it. This is where you got to prove the Broncos were right in drafted you, uh, drafting you. They drafted you for a reason, like go out and do something. I would think Baron Browning, this is a really good opportunity for him. As a former off-ball linebacker, Zach, Technique-wise, he's much more already on a level as far as setting the edge and understanding those concepts and responsibilities. Nick Benito might still need more time to ripen on the vine. But every time I've seen Baron Browning in, in a pass-rushing situation, he's getting stonewalled by the tackle. Whether he has a bull rush or a spin, I just I don't know. I'm not willing to throw the talent on him yet, but he's not being that impact player off the edge that Evero thought he would be. And boy, would I like to have him at inside linebacker and keep Josie off the field in pass covered situations. But yeah, you know, we talked about drafting a right tackle. They had a couple on the board they could have taken. They took Nick Benito instead, another pass rusher. Now it's time for George Payton to prove that draft pick correct. Randy Gregory going out. It's Benito's time. Let's start to perform now. GLP. So fun it was hanging out with you at the meet and greet. It really was a gas Thank you for making that trip up from Yuma, Arizona. Red carpet winner. Hope you had a great experience because we sure did. Hanging out with you, my friend. He says, I feel so bad for Pookie. Go Broncos. I feel bad for him too. I do. But I'm more worried about what happens next for the Broncos. And frankly, it's like, you know, we hear from EJ. We or uh, Was it EJ that said uh, anyone but? No, EJ was talking to O-Lineman. Alonzo saying anyone but Gordon. Problem is, that's not going to happen. It's just not that easy. Now, running backs, you can grind, you know, put them in the meat grinder, so on and so forth, right? But to have, it's like, could you expect, for example, Zach, Mike Boone to suddenly be this team's bell cow? That's what you're left with if you just cut Melvin Gordon. If you do that, you're cutting your own throat. You almost just have to dance here on the razor's edge and just hope to God your, your heel doesn't slip and you get cut in half. Yeah, you're pretty much – it's so ironic because they were starting to finally phase Gordon out of the offense. He didn't enter until the second quarter, and now they need him. Now he's going to be what he was a couple years ago, which is the undisputed RB1. We just have to hope that he holds on to the football. Maybe they'll add someone as insurance or call up as Zigbo, but you can't cut Melvin Gordon. As much as we all dislike him right now, as bad as he's been, you need him. That's just a warm body, if anything. You also got to hope that, you know, you, in this phase, you don't have a choice, gang. So hope for some human interest story caliber redemption story arc here. Andrew, good to see you, bro. He says, hey, guys, the sun still came up and I'm still done with Gordon. Yeah. You know, we we uh, the Gordon video of him walking off the podium and whatnot. Most of the comments on that thread are people supporting Hart kind of going out to Melvin Gordon. 
I'm not quite on that level, but I'm also pragmatic enough, Zach, here to realize, you know what? All the girls left the dance early, and Melvin's the only one left, so to speak. You got If you want to dance, you're going to have to dance with Melvin. This is your only shot. I'd rather not dance. I'd rather go home and go on my computer and enjoy my private time in the nighttime, you know? So um, I'm, I'm not falling for Melvin Gordon's crocodile tears. Honestly, I uh, it's the same guy who said he's not coming to voluntary practice. And the only way he's coming to mandatory practice, which he did is because he doesn't want to get fined. It's all about mm-hmm. the money for Melvin. It's all about Melvin. And when Melvin F's up, what does he do? He walks off the stage. I mean, I think he learned that from his former coach to be quite honest. Mike could be, to quote one of my old friends, B.A. Mike could be. Mac Dog, what's good, brother? It was great meeting you and your old man at the at the meet and greet, making the trip up from Texas. Love that, bro. He says, what's up, guys? People say, go get Philip Lindsay. I don't think he's the answer. Who would you go get if you were George Payton? Zach, if, they're going to have to do something to whether, not necessarily, hey, you're now our running back one, but they have to bolster the position, whether that's, promoting Divina Zigbo or picking someone up off the street or signing someone off the practice squad of some other team. Do you have an ideal target on that front? You know who I just thought of who looked pretty good is Max Borgie. I don't know where he is right now, but he had a cup of coffee with the Broncos, and he reminded me a lot of Philip Lindsay, in fact. I don't, I don't know, again, where if he got picked up by anyone, but that's a guy I would not mind bringing back. By the way, by the way, uh, real quick, I found the tweet. Turns out I had this tweet open the whole freaking time. Dak Gum. That gummit. This is from Mario Palato of Pro Football Focus. He says, oh boy, a multi-ligament knee injury. Devastating. Research shows the RTP return to player, I don't know, something. The RTP rate is 64% for NFL players, but return to pre-injury, hello, levels is just 30% for those suffering uh, MLKI, multi-ligament knee injury. So that's what Long, dark road awaits Javante. Brandon, thank you for the super chat, bro. He says, you guys think we'll bring up any running backs from the practice squad? If so, who? Yeah. Please, this Thursday, no Melvin Gordon. Yeah, at, at, at worst, you're going to get Divino Zigbo called up. Who, you know, he's he's pretty big. He's a big, stocky guy. He has some moves. I mean, he's not the worst, but it's just a big fall off the cliff going from Pookie to whoever, you know, either Melvin or Boone or Zigbo or Max Borgie or any of these has-beens off the street. It's, it's so deflating, man. You know, it's that injury more than most on this team is the one that's really going to be the, a fatal blow to the Broncos offense and the Broncos prospects. Yeah. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today, it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent, Joe Biden, 
and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Let's talk about Russell Wilson, who's dealing with a shoulder injury to the wing that throws the ball, unfortunately. Zach, what you've learned about, what you've heard about Russell's injury, what does that look is for people who've been working all day long and need to hear it first from us? Well, he got dinged up, according to Hackett. It sounds like a minor injury, and if they were to practice today, because, again, they're playing Thursday, he would be a limited participant. Hackett said, as of now, he's playing. I don't know why he used as of now as a preface, but it doesn't seem like it's overly serious. I do think the injury occurred when Max Crosby, again, was untouched off that broken play with Andrew Beck, and Russell Wilson was buried in the turf. And I kind of said to myself, ooh, I bet that hurt a little bit when it happened. And one of the commentators said as well, that's how you get hurt or something mm-hmm. along those lines. Trent Green. And yeah, uh, the former Chiefs fame. And uh, I'm not surprised. He's Hates feeling the Broncos, it. dude, by the way. I can't stand. People hate on Chris Collinsworth. Sorry to cut you off. You're good. People hate on Collinsworth. But I'm telling you right now, the, the, the play-by-play, pardon me, the color commentary guy I just can't stand listening to call a Broncos game is Trent Green. I don't mind Collinsworth. I'm one of the I few. Either. I know you don't either. Yeah. Um, but that's where I think the injury occurred. Fortunately, it's not like a rotator cuff or a uh, a throw, like a, a torn ligament in the shoulder. It sounds very minor. So we'll have to see. But that's, again, the price the Broncos are paying when they don't surround Russell Wilson with better protection. When you have a right tackle like Cameron Fleming and people say it wasn't on him for that block. It was just a poorly timed call at a poorly timed time. But mm-hmm. if you watch Fleming, He's blocking no one. He cuts way into the middle of the field, almost where Cushenberry is, and nobody's there. So I don't know what went on there, but it led to a minor Russell injury because Murphy's Law is in effect for the 2022 Broncos, apparently. Jesse on Facebook, thanks for your patience, my friend. Appreciate you and all that you do to support us. He says, good evening, my favorite football priest. Broncos country, let's ride. Guys, we are at a critical point in the season. Yeah, it's already, Zach, a kind of uh, gut-check moment for this team. And, uh, you know, there's still a long row left to hoe here for the Broncos. They can still make this season anything they want to make it if they do what it takes to make it. I mean, it's still young. The night is young. You know, anything could happen. Lawrence says, I'd love to have cut – I would love to have cut Gordon before the season started. But he's now the guy, like it or not, with everyone out. And the only reason he's still here is because he outruns Williams by 25 yards in races at practice. He's super quick. Yeah, I mean, your point about like it or not, he's the guy. Zach, that's not going to change. If you want to grab Michaela here. Yeah, I just don't I don't understand what out, rent, out racing – Williams in practice has to do with whatever. Anyway, Michaela, appreciate you hopping in 499 Super. Michaela says, Gordon always gets a pass. I don't know why either. It's definitely true. Hell, Wilson got crucified for hanging and exchanging jerseys with Carr. What's wrong with this picture? 
Michaela, I do not know. Yeah, Russell Wilson gets credit for holding up a or criticism for holding up a subway sandwich. Drew Locke last year, for one example, was crucified for every incompletion. But Melvin Gordon, he flashes that smile, or he has crocodile tears, and suddenly, oh, four fumbles in four games is okay. Lest we forget about last year. Lest we forget about 2020. Lest we forget about what he did as a Charger. He's always been a fumbler, and Broncos media and Broncos fans are carrying the water. I do not understand. Albert, he says, hey, Chad and Zach, been a while since I've been on. Um, we're all doing great, buddy. He says, will Denver bring an outside linebacker to help Chubb? Enjoy watching the podcast for every Broncos fan. Have a good evening, MHH fam. Tried to send stars. I didn't see where to do it. Hey, it's all good. Uh, Zach, do you expect the Broncos to make an outside acquisition whilst Randy Gregory is uh, on the mend? What's the point of drafting Benito then? Or what's mm-hmm. the point of moving Baron Browning to outside linebacker? Play your young guys. Who's going to get off the street? Who's out there right now? Von Miller ain't walking through that door. I mean, you made a conscious effort to move on from Von. You signed Gregory. It was a good move. He's hurt now, though. Fortunately, you had two guys waiting in the wings and a third with Jonathan Cooper. Play your own guys. Yeah. Yes. I. Uh... So, KB. This is part of how Broncos country is feeling. Some people are castigating him. They're done. They want him gone. Others are like feeling for him a little bit, like KB, who says, I actually kind of feel bad for Gordon as a person. I'd hate to be in his shoes right now. Having said that, I'd rather have Mike Boone taking the snaps this Thursday. Appreciate you, KB. Zach, can you see a scenario where Mike Boone is actually made RB1? I mean, I think that's what the Broncos want and Hackett wants. They were really ready to move on from Gordon. And it seems like even after the fumble, that was the last draw for Hackett because they gave Boone as many touches as he can handle yesterday, and they had to work Gordon in because that was the only running back they had uh, to keep Boone semi-fresh. But I don't know that it's going to be an RB1 going forward now. I think them two and maybe a Zigbo working in as a third guy, whoever they bring in, it's going to be – a co-co-co RB1 situation, and they're going to divvy up the carries, whoever's uh, holding on to the football and riding the hot hand. Yeah. Yeah. Rodney, uh, what, he says, what do you guys think if the Broncos picked up Latavius Murray? Yeah. He's like Mike Boone to me. Garth Knight, if Gordon wins the game with a 150-plus yard performance and a winning touchdown – we might get a Hallmark movie this Christmas. <laughs> yeah, you're not lying. You're not lying. Uh, Duchess says, what the heck's wrong with this picture? Our first-round pick was a player not playing or having any impact when we desperately need O-line help. It's shameful. Yeah, it's a, it's a very questionable situation right now, Zach. What's going on with Nick Benito? You know, I saw I, we read the comments on YouTube after every video just to see what our, our audience is saying and, and the critiques and, and commentary. I think it was uh Leadhead, Deadhead, I can't remember his exact name, but he made a really good point where he said he's starting to see a little bit of the cracks in George Payton's armor. And one of those cracks to me, when it was made, was the Benito pick. When you acquire Russell Wilson and you pay that compensation, you make that blockbuster trade, and you trade for a quarterback who historically has been smacked around in Seattle and was pleading and begging for more pass protection, and you don't get him that, you take another outside linebacker, that was questionable. 
Hopefully Benito works out for George Payton's sake because right now not having better O-line play, not investing in that position or positions is coming back to really bite them to the point now where Russell Wilson's hurt. It's no coincidence. Cody Dub, Gregory and Chubb are both power rushers. Nick has speed to get there. Browning has showed up, has shown upside. I'm more worried about running back O-line and wide receiver. You say that now, Cody, and I feel you. I feel you. You say that now. But why did Bradley Chubb disappear when he finally returned last year from that ankle? In large part, it was because, yeah, he was still getting his football legs beneath him, but it was also because teams could afford to double-team him. There was no plausible threat on the other side. Malik Reed is a cleanup sack guy. So that's what you're risking here if one of those other guys does not step up, whether it's Baron Browning, whether it's Nick Benito, if you if one of those guys doesn't quickly, and I'm talking like the first game, all of the help's going to get shaded to Chubb, and he's already proven. I mean, it's hard to beat double teams as a pass rusher because the ball's out in two and a half seconds in the NFL. So you keep that in mind. Chubb is is good. I just I want to see a little more from him in terms of setting the edge and being a little more potent in the running game. There's a reason why Jeff Wilson ripped off 6.1 yards per carry. There's a reason why Josh Jacobs went off for a career day yesterday. What do you have, like a, a buck 80 or something like that, a buck 50 and, and two tutties? I mean, he had he just owns the Broncos. And, and uh, Bradley Chubb, he's good as a pass rusher, but he's a little more movable in run defense than I would like him to be. So that's why having Randy on the other side was that perfect counterpart and made mm-hmm. him a better player. Ben, thanks for the stars, buddy. He says, so will we sign a back before Thursday or another edge for Gregory's injury? I'm not. Sh- I think the Broncos will sign another running back because even if their solution is let's just promote Divine Ozigbo off the practice squad, well, you need to fill that now that hole you created on the practice squad, and I, it'll be another running back because they're nervous right now as far as you know getting getting uh, further harassed by the injury bug at running back. So I do think a running back will be signed sometime this week. I don't think they're going to go signing an edge for Gregory because that would necessitate a roster spot. And unless it's something beyond what the little birdies have told me, Gregory's, it's like a two or three week window, probably somewhere in there that he's gone. And uh, you could just bite the bullet and say, now let's just put him on IR and he's gone four weeks for sure. But each game is so important in the regular season. I don't think they'll do that. I don't think they're going to sign anyone until after the Colts game, because whoever they sign now is not going to help them for Thursday. And they can give a little more time to see what they have in Mike Boone, what they have in a Zigbo. If Melvin Gordon can finally hold on to a football and then they have that mini bye week after Thursday where they can reassess. So yeah, they will bring in a running back just for insurance, but I don't think it's going to happen until after Thursday. So we'll see. Garth says, does Melvin Gordon have the biggest biceps of any back in the league? I think he does. And that does not help ball security. Look, what running back in the league is not crazily yoked? They're all crazily yoked, dude. I mean, each one of them looks like a Greek god, all right? If when if, if you see them in the jock strap, they look like one of those, you know, one of those sculptures. Biceps, maybe he's got the biggest biceps. I don't know. I haven't really tried to measure that. But if that's his excuse, what's how does that explain all the other backs with really big biceps too, not fumbling, you know what I'm saying? Uh, have y'all seen Khalil Herbert, the Bears running back? The guy is like an uh, offensive lineman playing running back. He is huge. I don't think there's any correlation, Garth. I assume you're joking or being facetious. 
Melvin, it could be a mental thing. We talked about that on the radio today, too. I mean, sometimes it's not all physical. It could be a spiritual thing, psychological. Look at Tiki Barber. It took him years before he got that down and put that fumbleitis away. I hope for Melvin's sake and for the Broncos' sake, he gets over it because it's literally killing them right now. Guys, we're about out of time. we got to keep tonight relatively short. So any burning topics, get them in. We will try to get to them. Mac Dog, we would never miss a Mac Dog super chat. We try to not miss anybody's super chat, but especially Mac Dog, dude. It's his last question. Do you think Devontae Freeman would be an option? He did pretty well at Baltimore. I think he's an option. Would the Broncos be considering him, though, Zach, in your opinion? What does he bring to the table? I mean, as a pass catcher, you have two running backs already who can pass catch. As a runner, he he was washed years ago. He is far from the Falcons' Devontae Freeman, and Scott could probably attest to that as well. Last I saw him, he looked like he was on his last leg. So, no, I'd rather roll with the three, including a Zigbo that they'll, that they'll have, and uh, maybe uh, re-examine from there. All right, guys. Um, let me let me check. Oh, shout out. Where's Big Earn? I saw Big Earn. I want to give him some props real quick, but I think it the chat jumped you. So Big Earn, you know we love you, big dog. Um, David Wilder, very uh, diligent. Thank you, buddy. He says, I hope and pray this injury to Pookie won't hurt his career as it's just getting started. I hope he can come back next year strong and even better than he was this year. From your lips to uh, the football god's ears, my friend. Money more. Appreciate the supers. The season over. I wish I could say overreaction but i feel completely level-headed when i say season over we can't hang with the best in the league this year yeah it doesn't feel like like if the broncos drew the chiefs right now it feels like it would be another bloodbath beat down i don't know russell wilson doesn't i mean it's not often a russell wilson team gets blown out in my mind's eye but um they're just not together enough i think zach to uh take down goliath at this moment now, a lot could change between now and December because that's when they draw the Chiefs for the first time. But um, is it an overreaction, though, Zach, to say the season's over? Because I do think it is. Well, first of all, do you see what Mahomes did to the Bucks defense last night in Tampa Bay? It was utter destruction. Uh, they are, to me, you might disagree, you might say Buffalo, but they are, to me, the best team in the league right now. And Mahomes looks better than ever. So they would get wiped if that game was tomorrow. Uh, level-headed I think it's teetering right now. And this is coming from someone who's had a lot of optimism, maybe too much. I've been dunked on for my predictions, like the Seahawks game, the Raiders game, all the fans saying, oh, the Broncos suck this and that. But it's it's not it's not that if I were to feel this way, that it's the season's coming to an end, not because of Russ or Hackett necessarily. It's the injuries. How do you overcome the loss of so many foundational players? One, like when you lost Tim Patrick, okay, you can overcome that. But it's Patrick on top of Pookie now, and then Simmons is on IR, and you lost Randy Gregory for about a month or whatever. I mean, that's a lot. And you're already a struggling team. You need every break you can get. And it seems like, Chad, from the very first game, the very first down, the breaks just aren't going in the Broncos' favor this year. They're not getting the uh, the, the figurative inch. It doesn't feel very very fortuitous at this moment in time. Like the uh, football gods are smiling on Denver. But I got to tell you, didn't feel that way the first six games of the Peyton Manning era either. It felt pretty dark. Now, we weren't live streaming a podcast that season. If we were, we would have seen people, trust me, massively knee-jerking in overreaction to a point where like all front teeth missing. What did we do? We gave this dude $96 million. Colts cut him for a reason. We look like morons right now. 
we're two and three. We lost, got blown out by the Falcons. And then, geez, um, could you imagine Zach managing a chat in 2012 at halftime Broncos Chargers on Monday Night Football? I mean, it would have been like us seriously, like put the knife down. No, no, no. Back away from the cliff. And then, of course, what happens? Now, there's no guarantee. I mean, I'm not even saying that's what's going to happen here, where all of a sudden here in the next two, three weeks, Broncos, you know, beeline it in the opposite direction and they become a juggernaut because that's what happened in 12, by the way, two and three. Week six, down to 21 points, overcome it in the second half, win that game, and that game was the first of 11 straight wins the Broncos did to end the season. So Cody says, bench Melvin Gordon this game. Let him do some thinking. Zach, what do you think? Or crying, whatever he prefers. Uh, you can't you can't afford it. You could afford it yesterday, and the Broncos were veering toward that route by sitting him down until the second quarter, but now you need him. You can't just rely on Mike Boone and Divine Zigbo. You have to play Melvin Gordon as crappy as that is. Robert Otteson, thank you, buddy. He says, the play calling is horrible, especially when the pressure is on. Come on, coach. Get your MHH swag. Heck yeah, dude. Love Hashtag coaching, coaching, coaching. Uh, the Duchess says, we'll be lucky to get six wins. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not quite ready to fully uh, slam the door yet on the 2022 Broncos. Naj says, and thank you, dude. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate everyone who supports us on these live streams, whether you're on YouTube or Facebook. It means a lot to us. Naj says, brothers, there's nothing sicker than losing to the Raiders and Chiefs. There are no options. I believe we really need to get behind Gordon. Keep sending positive vibes. Chad, season's getting started, my bro. Let's ride. I feel you. That's more what I'm inclined to do, I'll be honest with you. Like, it's easy to just dunk on Gordon because he's so deserving of it. But the Broncos don't really have a choice but to roll with Melvin Gordon. So if they're going to roll with Melvin Gordon, wouldn't you want to send him some positive vibes? I mean, get some some good juju out there. Yeah, you know, that's why I said, you know, I hope he can clean up the fumble issues, whatever it may be, a physical, mental thing to put that behind him and go back to being that Pro Bowl running back the Broncos thought they were getting. Because he's a good running back. I'm not going to say he's total crap. I mean, he's a good running back. If he could just hold on to the ball, he can really help this team. And I am rooting for him in that sense, to be fair. Dennis Woods, one of our longtime Super Chat superstars. We have missed you, my friend. Thank you for the for the Super tonight. Still love your profile pick, rocking the MHH dad hand. He says, I get so tired of the Melvin Gordon hate. Terrell Davis, 20 fumbles in seven seasons. Jim Brown, 57 fumbles in nine seasons. Eric Dickerson, 78 and 11. Tony Dorsett, Franco Harris, 90 each. Uh, Melvin Gordon, 25 and eight seasons, but you keep kicking the guy when he's down classy. Here's the thing to keep in mind though, Dennis, we're talking about a different era, my dog. All right. Back then you want to take a look at the number of carries volume wise that any one of those backs you just mentioned, uh, were saddled with compared to any season. Melvin Gordon has carried the ball. Like you would find, I don't need to be a mathematician or a statistician, uh, to guarantee you that that would be quite outsized. You would see that Melvin Gordon has a significantly higher fumble rate than those guys that were carrying it three, four, between three and 400 times a season as the only running back that touched the ball for their respective teams for the most part in a, in a season. But Hey, you want to defend Melvin Gordon, my friend, by all means, that's your, that's your right to do. Dennis, I love you. I appreciate you. I really do. You're a longtime supporter of the podcast, but did you really just put Melvin Gordon in the same sentence as Jim Brown, Eric Dickerson, Tony Dorsett, Franco Harris? Those guys are all legends. Melvin Gordon's on a legend. He's a good, but not great running back. And we're not picking on him for no reason. This is not the Merlot thing, Chad, with the wine and this and that. Right. That was just having fun at his expense. He is doing this to himself. 
if you have a job and you keep effing up your job, if you keep defying your one responsibility at your job, you deserve at the very least criticism, if not a pink slip. And Melvin Gordon's lucky he has a job still. If I got on the podcast every day and my mic wasn't working or my my uh, my camera wasn't working, I probably would be replaced. That's just part of the territory. It comes with any job. We're not kicking him when he's down. He's doing it to himself. And then he doubles down by walking out of a press conference. Come on, man. Now, a, a more appropriate comparison here, Zach, would be if every time you got on camera, you broke the microphone. Like every go. single okay. time that you're like, snap. And then you're like, boom, you punch the camera. <laughs> and then you like smash the lights. And then you're like, see you tomorrow. Time you for know. Scott Kennedy. <laughs> yeah. Cristiano, what's up, buddy? Crushing defeat and injuries. O-line, just bad. Draft an offensive tackle, please. Still believe, maybe. But we'd need to find an adequate running back for the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely, buddy. Still believe. I'm maintaining that. I really am. I'm still, if it's not belief, it's more of a, it's too soon for me to fully give up on what could happen this season. Cody, uh, honestly, he says, I'd rather see a washed running back that can run three yards and hold on to the ball than someone that can run 10 yards and fumble. That's a nice, nice point. Does it have to be? Either or. Can it just be a running back who doesn't fumble, who rips off a 10-yard carry? I mean, Mike Boone, his first carry went for 10 yards after the Melvin Gordon fumble, and he didn't cough up the ball, so that was nice to see. I mean, the bar is set so low when it comes to the Broncos offense, any position. It really is just deflating. Chris Hernandez, we got to meet for the first time in the flesh at the meet and greet, and he's saying here with some stars, thank you, bro. Still stings the next day. Yeah, when the Raiders have five on you in a row – you're just going to have a bad week as a fan. That's just the way it is. Cristiano says, I love Gordon, but he's crushing the team right now. We'll see if they can uh, rally around him. If he can dig deep and figure things out. Um, time will tell, guys. But that's going to do it for tonight, Zach, if you want to do the rundown. Remember Jamal Charles real quick, Chad? When, when he signed oh, yeah. with the Broncos and he fumbled. It wasn't against the Chiefs. Yes. Yes. A bad fumble in a critical situation. He got literally killed for that. And that was one fumble. I don't know why Melvin gets to fumble every game. And he's done that for two years now. Lest we forget about the Teddy Bridgewater non-tackle against the Eagles last year. Wasn't that a Melvin Gordon fumble? If my memory serves correctly. I mean, he's been doing this consistently and people are saying, don't kick him when he's down. No, he's doing it to himself. He needs to do his job to quote Bill Belichick. Hold on to the ball. It's and and Josh ball. McDaniels for what it's worth. Yeah, we don't but want to talk about him. Just for the Dennis's and everyone out there that's like dogmatically behind Gordon. I'm not saying don't be behind Gordon, but recognize that he has twice the number of fumbles than the next most fumbleia running back in the NFL right now. Okay, it just this season. Michaela Israel it was great meeting you by the way on uh, at the at the stadium. She says we just signed yeah. Latavius Murray. It's in it's there. It is live action, baby. Zach got reaction before we go. Um, I don't know. A little washed. I liked him in the past with the Vikings, but um, he's like a Mike Boone part two. So hopefully he can hold on to the football. I'm interested to see what he can do. I don't think he'll play Thursday. It's not enough time to learn the playbook. But going forward, another option in the Broncos backfield. There it is. Appreciate you, Michaela. Very underwhelmed in Latavius Murray. But the upside here, you know, the, the pro is that he is a proven veteran and he can provide you competency. He might not be that explosive guy anymore, but he can provide you competency, and the Broncos really need that right now running back. 
I wish I can look up how many fumbles he has in his career, but that's going to do it for the aftermath episode of the Broncos loss to the Raiders. Thank you all for tuning in with us tonight. I know it's kind of a sombering podcast, but we got to do it. We got to go forward, keep our chins up and head into Thursday night football against the Colts. Follow us on Twitter at the MHH pod. You can follow the main account on Twitter at mile high huddle, Chad at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL and Scott at scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merch, you know what it is, where it is. Nine career fumbles, nine career fumbles on 1,321 carries. Not, so Melvin Gordon has pretty much half of that in four games. Okay, yeah. so I'll take Latavius Murray. Get our merch at huddleuppod.com. If you guys want some new inventory, check that out right there. And also facebook.com slash myhuddlepod. Like that page, follow that page. If you haven't, go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every month. But if anything, please, as you see ticking below you right now, subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. Shout out to these great supporters, Super Chat superstars on YouTube tonight. Sam Bam, Garth, Michaela, the Duchess, Naj, legend, EJ, legend, Alonzo, working his way up, Mac Dog, Brandon, uh, KB, Cody Dub, Money Moore. Robert Otteson, Dennis Woods, Cristiano, and Michaela Israel, plus the star supporters Gary Leeds Palmer, Chris Hernandez, Phil McLaughlin, Lawrence Rivera, Jacob Foster, Ben Wallman, Andrew Lampy. Much love and respect. Thank you, guys. We're off until Thursday evening. Have a great start to your week. Again, keep your chins up. It's so long season left to go. The Broncos are 2-2. Two and two. We'll see what happens going forward. Take care, and as always, though, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. And now shop what you love and save $2 on each participating item when you buy three or more with your card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.